And now, welcome to Chai with Manju, with your host, Dr. Manju Shen. Our special guest today is a musician, humanitarian, and entrepreneur, as well as the president of Berkeley College of Music, which is the world's largest college of contemporary music. It's such an honor for me to present to you President Roger Brown of Berkeley. So, welcome. Thank you, <laughs> it's an honor to be here. And we are so excited. Yeah. We're so excited to have you. So, I have to tell you, um, when I was doing my research about you, looking for all the secrets, I was not just inspired, I was intrigued because your life is stranger than fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was reading that you uh, were in a band in sixth grade. Yes. Then you have a bachelor's degree in physics. Yes. And then you taught math in Kenya. And then you were in a gospel choir. Yes. Then you solved some major humanitarian crisis in Cambodia and Sudan. When you come back to U.S., start Bright Horizon, help parents like me to practice medicine yeah, yeah. and go to work. And then you became the third president of Berkeley College. So, do you think you're a destiny's child, and what are some of the extraordinary lessons that you have learned from this great journey of yours? Well, it's certainly been a rich and enjoyable uh -huh. journey, and uh -huh. when I was a young boy, I vowed to have a, a life full of fun and adventure. How young? I was probably 12 <laughs> or 13. Okay. <clears throat> um, and I grew up in a very small town in the rural south, uh -huh. and... Um, I think some people who grow up in that kind of place are very happy and content to stay there, and others blast out like a <laughs> rocket ship, and I was more in the latter category. Uh -huh. um, you know, I've just had so many great opportunities, and one of the things I've always loved is learning about other cultures, uh, because I think you understand yourself and your own mm -hmm. culture so much better when you see how other people live and approach life. So all those experiences, Kenya, Sudan, Cambodia, Thailand, mm -hmm. uh, I think they taught me so much. Mm -hmm. uh, it humbles you right. because you realize that the way you think of things mm -hmm. is not the only way, mm -hmm. but it teaches you a lot, too. And what are some of the most important lessons you've learned? Um, <clears throat> to be observant. Okay. To try to... Um, get below beneath the surface, you know, to who mm -hmm. people really are. Mm -hmm. um, I've learned that a lot of conventional wisdom is wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, have you had any people who have helped you in your journey, whether it's your parents or anybody who's inspired you along the way? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a mother who is a mm -hmm. force of nature. Okay. She's still alive. She's oh, turning like 91 soon. Uh -huh. uh, she was very driven. Uh -huh. A very aggressive woman. Okay. If she had grown up in a different generation, uh -huh. she might have been running Google. Uh -huh. um, instead, she became uh -huh. a ferocious bridge player. Okay. Uh, and channeled a lot of her ambition uh -huh. into me. Wow. I'm an only child. Uh -huh. I have a father who is a very sweet, kind, gentle person uh -huh. who was wise and balanced, <clears throat> never lost his temper. So I'm a little bit of a combination of the two of them. Uh -huh. um, I think my drive comes from my mother, and I hope whatever wisdom I have comes from my uh -huh. father. And then my the year I lived in Kenya was the most formative year of my life. 
And the headmaster of my school Mm -hmm. was an incredibly brilliant, interesting man. And he took it as his job to teach me about Kenya and really about Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was, what, 21, 22 years old at the time. And um, his son now works here, who was two years old when I was in Kenya. Um, So I learned so much from him. And he was able to be a role model to to me in a way that that no one in my own culture ever has been, except maybe my father. Um, So I just feel like he taught me so much. He was so generous Mm -hmm. with his time, so funny, great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So his name is Francis Lutomia. He was very important to me. Mm-hmm. He's still wonderful. alive. And, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, let me, uh, that brings me to my next question. You have done such extraordinary things at Berkeley since you started your tenure in 2004. It's become a household name. Yeah, hope you so. have, <laughs> you've reached over 1 million students with online program, 105 countries, presidential scholars, the scholarship and the financial aid has grown over 400%. 500 percent, 570 percent to be exact. Even better. And then you have um, an offshore Berkeley College in Spain as yep. well. What, how do you, how did you envision it all? How did you make it happen? And what do you think are some of the far-reaching effects mm-hmm. that your presidency is going to bring mm-hmm. to the world? Well, I think we started with some basic ideas about what made Berkeley so special. Okay. And then all the opportunities could be viewed through that lens. So Berkeley's always been a very international and global place. Um, One of our first and most famous alumni was a man named Arif Marden from Turkey, Mm -hmm. who went on to produce Aretha Mm -hmm. Franklin's most famous records. So we have this tradition of people from other countries coming Mm -hmm. here and thriving. Mm -hmm. And my vision was rather than be an American school that welcomed people from other countries, let's try to be a truly global school that happens to have a campus in Boston, but now has a campus in Spain, Mm -hmm. now has a campus in New York City, and we may be creating some opportunities in other parts of the world. So it's a mindset shift that says Mm -hmm. we're not just welcoming other people. We're not just Mm -hmm. helping them learn about American Mm -hmm. music. We're helping North Americans learn about Indian music. And who knows, the next big Bollywood playback star might be some kid from California. You just, you just don't know. So, um, so that was one. Another is an observation that, the, that music in, in the world in general, but music mm-hmm. especially, is ever more mediated by technology. And there's an intersection of the visual and the auditory. Mm-hmm. So we want to be at the cutting edge of that. Um, as much as we revere and admire the music of the past, we don't want to be only about the music of the past. We want to be the place that's about empowering young musicians to create tomorrow's music. <clears throat> the music that other people will be studying 50 years from now. We want to come from here. And then the third piece is related to the global one, but we want to be the place that admires and respects people from all walks of life, whatever their religion may be, whatever their gender identity so the may be, the universal language. whatever their socioeconomic status is, where you know art and music and talent is the great um, currency, not who your mother and father were. 
Um, so we've tried to create a place that's really supportive of students, regardless of who they are and where they come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's easier to do that maybe mm-hmm. in music because if someone can play, you know, you don't care. You don't care about all that other stuff. So I think most of our decisions have been viewed through the lens of how do we become a better place, a more global place, give our students the technological Mm -hmm. edge to be more successful and really embrace and care about people as human beings. You mentioned uh, Berkeley India Exchange, which, as you know, is music to the ears of all Indians and Indian Americans. Literally. (laughs) So that is my next question. Of course, you know, uh, Berkeley India Exchange has brought us extraordinary artists like A.R. Rahman, Shankar Mahadevan, Shreyan. Now, this year, Zakir Hussain, to name a few. And then, of course, Berkeley India Ensemble. You have students from, I think, 49 countries. And this has become such a good pathway for students from India. Recently, I interviewed Pooja Tiwari, who got mm-hmm. a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it's given us uh, Clint Annette Rohit, just yes. to name a few, yes. which are, who are very close to heart. Now, what made you... How did you how did you think about that this could be so successful? What were you what was your vision when you decided to invest in this program? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think that one of my qualities as a uh-huh. leader uh-huh. <clears throat> is knowing something great when uh-huh. I see it. And an entrepreneur too. <laughs> and and so sometimes you can go into a, a, a you know, a laboratory and dream something uh-huh. up. But most often, you discover great things by just keeping your eyes open. So I remember uh, hearing Annette Phillip when she was still a student performing Uh at the college, and she was stunning. Yes. Stunning. (laughs) Right. Uh I mean, she could, of course, do traditional Indian music, but you should Uh hear her sing Motown. Mm -hmm. I mean, she she could do anything. Mm -hmm. And she went on to become part of the faculty. And uh, and Clint, who mm-hmm. became her partner in crime, yes. said, "We got to come see this concert we're doing." Uh, I think that might have been Clinton Sorrento. Yeah, I, I read that. And um, and I have to confess, I have a an inherent love of India and maybe a bias towards Indian music and culture. If you think about Indian music, it has a level of rhythmic sophistication. Mm-hmm. that's found only in American jazz or African mm-hmm. traditional music. It has a level of um, passion and emotion mm-hmm. that I think is is similar to the best of American popular music. It has this vector of film that shares mm-hmm. it with millions of mm-hmm. people. Um, and it's improvisational. Exactly. So it felt like if there's any analog or parallel to mm-hmm. jazz, which was the music mm-hmm. we were founded to, mm-hmm. to teach, mm-hmm. Indian music is is probably one of the forms that will, in some ways, is more harmonious with what we do than anything else. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just immediately thought this is a this is this an is idea, mm-hmm. and we had two amazing people mm-hmm. to take it and run with it. Yeah. And I didn't do that much other than say, that's great. Let's do more of this. And uh, they went out and found all these other artists. And mm-hmm. I got to know A.R. A.R. Yeah. and I became close personal oh. friends. And, you know, he's a superstar, but he's also a very warm, accessible man. Right. And uh, that really, uh, that took it to another level. Right. 
Um, that concert. She started was, with the best. Yeah. yeah. He is really an extraordinary mm-hmm. person, and, and I've now gotten to know him enough to uh-huh. to see how he hears things and absorbs them. I think film composing is perfect for him because it challenges him to do so many different styles of music. And, uh, and one of the best experiences of my life was we were in Mumbai, and, and mm-hmm. uh, Clint said to me, you know, A.R. has asked us if we want to go see Haji Ali, yes. The, yes. the mosque, uh, for morning prayer, which is five in the morning. Uh-huh. I don't like to get up early in the morning, but I said, okay, for this, I'm getting up. And here we were before dawn walking uh-huh. to this amazing mosque, my wife and I, and and uh, I think it was Shivamani and Clint. And, uh-huh. and, you know, it was, I don't know. To me, that epitomizes what I want my life to be about. And talking of uh, what you referred in India, vector for films, you know, I have to say that Berkeley became a household name with Gully Boy, the superstars. Absolutely. And I heard that all of you went and watched it together. We went and had an Indian meal, and then we went to the movie theater, about 40 of us. And um, and when the young woman said she went to Berkeley College of Music, we yes, all cheered yes. and shouted. I was disappointed that she seduced that young yes. man. A, a true Berkeley student would never have done that. But no, that was a great movie, and I love the idea that that we're now becoming a household yes. name when people want to village, every town. Yeah, when they want to signify great music education, right. they right. they talk about Berkeley. Right. Well, I have to say, I think the Indian Ensemble has done that right. between Yojay Desi Hai Toro. Is that right? Is that how you say that? Mm. From Swades. Oh right, right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so all these great mm-hmm. uh, videos that our Indian right. ensemble right. has done have made us famous. Yes, I don't know over three hundred million views, and still rising with Jia Jale. Yeah, great. Jia Jale, of course, is our secret <laughs> weapon. But, yes. but you know. Uh, Almost everything we do now gets a million views. You know, Annette, Annette could comb her hair and it would get a million views. I'm hoping this one does too. Okay. My fingers Let's and my toes are crossed. Let's work on that. My fingers, toes, everything is crossed right now. An interview might not be as exciting as seeing the Indian Ensemble perform. but This would be. Now, tell me, what do you think is your greatest legacy or will be your greatest legacy? In, a, of, in my life? Yes. Certainly my children. Okay. Uh, I have three amazing children, mm-hmm. one of whom is a visual artist and a nurse who lives in okay. New York City. Okay. And is the kindest and mm-hmm. most compassionate mm-hmm. human being God mm-hmm. ever created. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were unlucky enough to get sick, uh-huh. but you had her as a nurse, it would uh-huh. all even out because she is the most caring. Uh, so she's like your dad in some ways. Yeah. That's, I hadn't thought of that, but she's she's very much like him. Right. I have a son who's very, very mm-hmm. gifted mathematically. He's getting a PhD at MIT in theoretical mm-hmm. mathematics. Mm-hmm. He's sort of doing what yeah. his father <laughs> yes. I wish that I had been that smart. I was close enough, but not quite, you, you know, not, not at his level. Yeah. You had a larger purpose in life. And he's he's... He's doing his math, and he's uh-huh. also involved in social causes. And mm-hmm. uh, he, like his father, is very committed to racial justice. Okay. Um, and then my youngest, Gracie, is a, an avid dancer. Okay. And I don't want to put any pressure on her, but I think uh-huh. someday she's going to write an amazing memoir 
or an amazing novel. She's mm-hmm. she's a, she's a really creative mm-hmm. person, great writer, also excellent dancer. Mm-hmm. She went to the Boston Conservatory for a semester to study dance. So I'm sure that will be my greatest legacy. And you know, no matter what you accomplish in mm-hmm. sort of the physical world, mm-hmm. my father was a was an engineer, and mm-hmm. he and he helped design a lot of bridges and highways and roads. And I have a mm-hmm. map of all oh, the wow. roads that he designed and. As much as I love him, I look at that and I think, you know, those achievements, mm-hmm. that's not who he was. Okay. You know, who he was was this loving father to right. me. Right. Um, but at Berkeley, I hope the legacy will be mm-hmm. um, to have made it a place that, that truly supports students in the deepest way. Uh, all of us are, you know, Underneath the surface are fragile people, but I think artists may be more so Absolutely. than most. No, undoubtedly. Part of, part of what makes an artist <laughs> yes. so effective is their yes. ability to sense what's happening in the mm-hmm. world and to, to share that yeah. back with us so we can see and understand what's happening mm-hmm. in the world. And it's, it's, it's a burden because if you feel that deeply, mm-hmm. when something is upsetting in the world, you feel it ten times more than the ordinary person who might just have their armor on yes. all the time and going about their business and rushing around from place mm-hmm. to place. So I want us to be that place that that nurtures the young artists so they can give the world back everything they have to offer. Mm-hmm. So I hope that will be the legacy here. That is so wonderful. And I have to tell you, as a community, we are so looking forward to honor you for mm. all that you've done. Mm. We are so grateful. And we are just so delighted to have you amongst us. Looking forward to November 15th at New England Choice Awards. And we will see you then. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.